wanted to know. Someone's coming. Quick, out the other door. Why would Mama and Papa care if someone was coming? Celia lifted her head to peek at them, but she couldn't see the main door. Then the servant's door opened, and she dropped her head back down and pretended to be sleeping. It was hard, though. The tickle in her throat was really bad. She tried to resist, but finally it had to come out. Nurse came up to the bed. Still got that nasty cough, do you, dearie? Celia squeezed her eyes shut really hard, but that must have given her away, for Nurse turned her onto her back and started unbuttoning her nightdress. It's going away, Celia protested. And it will go away quicker with a mustard plaster, Nurse said. I don't like the mustard plaster, Celia complained. I know, dearie, but you want the cough to go away, don't you? Celia frowned. I guess. Nurse clucked at her, then got a glass and poured something from a bottle into it. Here, this will help. She gave it to Celia to drink. It tasted odd, but she was thirsty, so she drank it as Nurse set about preparing the mustard plaster. By the time Nurse started patting it on, Celia felt so sleepy. Her eyelids were so heavy, she forgot about the bad-smelling stuff on her chest. She slept a long time. When she woke again, Nurse gave her gruel, but said the mustard plaster could wait until night. Then she gave Celia more of that odd drink, and Celia got sleepy again. The next time she woke, it was dark. Lying there, confused, she listened to her older sister Minerva and her older brother Gabe fight over who got the last pear tart. She wouldn't mind a pear tart. She was hungry. Nurse came in again, with two men, Gabe's tutor, Mr. Virgil, and Tom, Celia's favourite footman. Minerva, Nurse ordered. You and Gabe go down to the study with Tom. Your grandmother wants to speak to you. After they left, Celia lay there, not sure what to do. If Minerva and Gabe were getting treats from Gran, she wanted some. But if Nurse meant to give her another mustard plaster, she'd better keep quiet. You're not going to wake the girl? Mr. Virgil asked Nurse. It's better if she sleeps. She has to hear it eventually, and the little dear won't understand. How can I tell her that her parents are gone? It's too awful. Gone? Like when they went off to London and left her and Minerva and Gabe at Halstead Hall? And for her ladyship to shoot his lordship, Nurse went on. It ain't right. Papa went out shooting birds with guests sometimes. Her older brother Jarrett told them all about it. The birds fell to the ground and the dogs picked them up. And they never flew again. But Mamma wouldn't shoot Papa. Must be another ladyship. There were lots of them here for the house party. It is upsetting, Mr. Virgil said. And we both know her ladyship didn't mistake him for an intruder. She probably shot him because she was angry with him over his soiled doves. Mrs. Plumtree said it was an accident. Mr. Virgil sounded stern. If you know what's good for you, madam, you'll speak nothing to gainsay that. I know my duty, but what her ladyship did after she shot him, 
How could she leave the poor children without a father or a mother? That's an abomination. Abomination sounded bad, and she began to fear it was Mama they were talking about. As Dr. Sewell wrote in The Suicide, Mr. Virgil said in his loftiest voice, The coward sneaks to death, the brave live on. It's sheer cowardice is what it is, and I'm disappointed that her ladyship has proved a coward. Celia began to cry. It couldn't be Mama. Mama was not a coward. Coward was bad. Papa had explained it to her. It meant someone wasn't brave, and Mama was always brave. Now look what you've done, Nurse said. You've woke the lass. Mama isn't a coward, Celia sat up in bed. She's brave.